Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone in the United States. Welcome to the show and to all of you throughout the world. You know, as I've said before, from China to Saudi Arabia, everyone listening. Oh, my God, you're helping me change the lives of people living with disabilities like me with epilepsy. And I'm hard of hearing what you're doing is helping me. Let people understand that people with disabilities have dignity, quality of life. So to all those countries listening to the show, thank you. And boy, are you in. Woohoo! You're in for a big, big treat today because we got a movie star. But before I do that, I have to say a special shout out to Richard Roberts, who I met in South Korea is with the State Department. Uh, Gang Young, who is in South Korea, when I first met Richard, he was there. Then he went to uh, Japan. And I, too, go with the State Department and speak around the world about employing people with disabilities. So, and a special shout-out to Venyamin, who is uh, in Kazakhstan, and Cheryl Harris with the State Department in Tunisia is now right here back in the United States to all of you from the State Department fighting the fight of advocacy for people with disabilities. You are awesome. And Yoshiko Dart. Hello, Yoshiko. You know I'm always going to be saying hello to the widow of the great late Justin Dart Jr. And to our sponsor, Highmark, the lead sponsor of this show. And this show has been on for 18 years because of all of you great listeners. All right, you get a gift because you've been a great listener. You get a gift. You're getting a gift because we have a movie star on the show. A movie star. I mean, is that exciting? We've had CEOs, NFL players, authors, disability rights, senators, everything. But this is our first movie star. R.J. Mitty, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you on today, Mr. Movie Star. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to be a part of this show. Well, we're honored to have you. <clears throat> and all of you listening, I know you're going to know him when I start talking a little bit, but I'll tell you what. You don't know him now? You wait till you see him through the next few years winning Academy Awards, and you're going to say, oh, I remember when I heard him on Disability Matters. So, RJ, what yes. a celebrity. It's such an honor to have you on the show. Would you mind sharing with our listeners in the United States and around the world your story? Like, where did you grow up? What was it like? you know, for you in school, because you too have a disability. Yeah, I yeah. forgot that. He's the, he's the real deal. You know, an actor <laughs> who plays a part of a person with a disability that really has a disability, which is what it's all about. But um, what was that like for you, RJ? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been great. You know, I've been very lucky um, um, growing up in my life to have very strong grandparents and parents who, really instilled in me the, um, the motto that can't is a decision. And, uh, so I grew up between like Louisiana and Texas. 
um, for the first eight years of my life, um, well, 12 years of my life, really, and then I uh, moved to California around 11, 12 years old for my sister, and then I started working because if you move to Los Angeles, uh, and this is 2004, 2005, and then we didn't really have the technology we do today, but if you moved there then and you didn't go to school, you didn't join a gang, and you didn't act, uh, you weren't really going to make friends or, or know anyone, so I, uh, I started acting to meet kids my own age, and it turned into a career for me. I started working on shows like Ham Montana and Everybody Hates Chris and Weeds and Seventh Heaven as an extra, which I, I recommend if people want to get into the industry. Um, extra work is a great way to figure out if you actually love it. But then shortly after that, I booked a show called Breaking Bad, which gave me a career for ever. It's still carrying on, and I still work, and um, I, I have a movie that's up for a nomination with the Academy right now, And uh, but, uh, but I have cerebral palsy, which is part of my life, and never really held me back. Yeah, you are truly really a movie star now uh tell me something why you went into acting why just because you're saying you wanted to meet people in school you wanted to have friends is that what you mean yeah well so my my uh my parents were very fragmented so i was kind of always bouncing around from grandparents and stuff and um jumping from school to school and I was always the new kid at school. I always would have to reintroduce myself and make friends and face bullies and um, deal with the awkwardness of being the new kid with braces and was a little, was a little funny and people would look at me a little weird, but, um, but I was always really good at making friends. But then uh, my sister got cast out of a water park out of Houston, Texas, and that's what brought us to L.A., and I didn't really know anyone. I didn't really have any friends. I didn't really, because at the time I was also homeschooled. So I didn't really, um, there's only four people in my, my program. So, and they were all scattered across um, Louisiana. So I didn't really have any friends. And um, I just was a good way to make money. Um, at the time, actually, my mom was partially paralyzed due to a car accident. Um, for the first seven years of my sister's life. So um, so I was kind of the only one working at the time um, and taking care of my mom and my sister, as well as Lacey, my sister, getting cast in work. Uh, so that's what kind of just propelled us into this industry. And, and acting, like, how did you know you'd be able to do that? I just did it. I didn't really think about this. This is one of the big things I've realized. You don't know you can do something unless you try to do it. And trying and succeeding is great, but trying and failing actually gives you knowledge. You know, just because I'm still doing it and I'm working and I have movies and and shows and stuff doesn't mean I I don't fail at some of my other stuff. Um, you know, the project I've been working on right now, that's up for the Academy Award, I've been working on for seven years. Oh, my um, goodness. It's, it's literally been a nightmare trying to get this project together. 
but people believe in it and people want it and it, and it just won't die. <laughs> so it won't die it's, because it's, it's going to go on. Yes, it is a great. Oh, wait till you all see this movie, Triumph. Oh, it yes. is so awesome. It, wait till you see it. Wait till you see. It. And everyone listening to the show, I mean it. When this is at the movie theater, you've got to tell everyone you know, and you've got to go see that movie. You know, wherever you're seeing it, whether it's streamed or it's a movie theater, wherever. Triumph. The word triumph is the name of the movie that we're talking about. And uh, RJ's the star. And I'm going to tell you, I saw a trailer and oh my God, are you going to be? Oh, it is a great movie. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. So, you know, Michael Coffey, the creator of this movie, this is actually based on his life. This is based on on dreams and wishes that he wishes he was able to achieve when he was younger. And it's based in the 80s, when disability wasn't really viewed the same way disability is viewed now. And people really didn't allow him to live and have the opportunities that he dreamed of having. And he was able to create this movie to kind of re bring those dreams to life. And that's one of the, my favorite things about about the film industry is with TV and film, we make dreams reality. We bring things to the forefront. We change mindsets. We change opinions and views on how we receive people. And that's why I believe diversification and, and disability representation in the arts and media is such a crucial tool to help bridge the gap of people that don't always have access to individuals with disabilities and it help change the mindset in a positive manner. And that's why we need positive content towards people with disabilities, not just the same, same cookie cutter type disgruntled employee, but, but actually full fledged individuals who have accurate representation, who, who really could be a beacon to someone that is stuck in a place that that is a very common thing to be stuck in of of despair and disbelief and doubt, and so with this movie, it's based on his his life. But if he had the opportunities that he he wanted to have, and society didn't repress him, and so he wanted to wrestle. This is a high school wrestling movie, and he uh, through that faces challenges and, and makes friends and deals with bullies and, and is able to live his life the way he wants to see it. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah, and I want to talk more about this movie and Michael Coffey. I wanted to ask you one question first, though. How did you get selected yes. to be in Breaking Bad? How did that happen? So I auditioned. At the time, um, I was working on a show called Hannah Montana as an extra and um, a couple other shows as well. And I was in Los Angeles auditioning for other other projects and um, Breaking Bad came along and it literally described me. It said, dark hair, big eyebrows and mild cerebral palsy. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> So I uh, I went in, I went in for the audition, and I auditioned five times, 
um, over the course of six months. I auditioned four in Los Angeles and once in New Mexico. And this was in 2004, or 2005. And um, just went in and did my best. And apparently they liked me because they hired me. Well, yes, when they like you, you were outstanding in that show. And I'm glad that, you know, you're known from that show. How was it working with people? Did you feel you had that they treated you the way they would treat anyone? Did you feel different because you had a disability? How did you feel? No, I felt like one of the team, one of the crew. I think my biggest thing was that I was so much younger. I was only uh, 13. 14 at the time, and everyone was in their late 20s, early 30s, and older. Um, so it was more like a family dynamic, and in very positive setting, you know, I've been very lucky to work in my career that um, I don't really have to deal with too many negatives towards my disability because of my vocalness about how important um, disability rights are, and, and really positive views of disability, how important they are. So people really don't press me on that too much. Um, I think the biggest thing that I have to deal with is just a lot of egos and, and I still deal with bullying, you know, people still try to bully me today. Um, you know, I find when you try to help people and you try to change people's lives, people don't really like that so much so I get I get some headway but when as far as my industry is concerned um I've, I've always been treated very graciously and when it comes to my disability um I don't really need too many accommodations um I, I'm pretty much self-sufficient when it comes to my work ethic I've done construction and hard labor a lot of my life and um I'm used to getting beat up pretty badly, so I uh, I'm I'm tough as nails for the most part. Well, you are a movie star with a disability that believes in disability rights, and disability rights are civil rights. So that makes me yeah. so happy to know you. Now, RJ, I've got to get back to this movie because I'm so excited about this movie. You, how did you meet Michael? How did that happen? Michael so Coffey. I was working Michael Coffey. I was working on another project called Who's Driving Doug um, which is based on another individual um, named Michael Karnick who uh, has muscular dystrophy and I create, helped create his movie um, with him, and uh, after doing that, I got linked to this project, and, and it's kind of the same similar MO of the other film I was working on, where it was um, a disabled writer that created his vision and his dream, and we wanted to bring it to life, so we did, and it just grew from there, and uh, this was 2000. Oh my God, 2013, 2014, started working on this project and, um, and just had some hiccups along the way, but kept pushing through it and was able to regroup and find funding and made this dream a reality. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in creating dreams, 
creating people's visions and allowing people to 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 have a dream, a reality. And that's what we we live in in this in this entertainment business is we take dreams and turn them into reality and I felt this project had so much to to teach us and talk to us about and and really entertain us. And it just kept growing and it's still growing today and it's so amazing to see that there's so many people that that believe in this film in the academy that they allowed it to even be nominated to be nominated. Well, I know that's so prestigious. And you also get to got to work with Terrence Howard. Yes. Yes, I did. He was cool. You know, he um he only worked for a few days though. Where what we try to do when we get stars like him on is is he works for like four days and he's in fifty percent of the movie, which is quite nice. Um, but he was a cool dude, you know. Terrence Howard, Grace Victoria Cox, and Colton Haynes, and and um, some other great individuals and, and actors a part of it. You know, this movie was a labor of love. Uh, no doubt about it. Everyone that was a part of it, everyone that committed to it, really cared to bring this vision uh, to life and to help further bringing awareness and inclusion to media. Um, that That's what this project was about, and that's what this project is. It, it, it's entertaining as well as it's informational. Okay, so here's my question. I have a few, but first, what what did you have to do to learn how to wrestle? I, uh, I, I got my butt whooped. That's what I did. <laughs> I, uh, I went to a professional wrestling coach, and he taught me how to wrestle. And, and, you know, when people are listening, they think of wrestling like WWE. This is Roman-style, Greco-style wrestling. So this is very uh, very physically draining and demanding. And it's, it's not like what you see on, on the on WWE or, or any of that. This is actual Olympic style wrestling. Um, so I learned, I learned, um, how to wrestle. Well, that must've been quite enduring because just as you said, this is the real deal. This is like, it's not fake where you jump off and hit someone, but they're all okay. And how is that possible when, you know, you're supposed to have landed on their face, but you really didn't. This is the real deal. So does that, you get, you definitely get landed on your face. I'll tell you that you get, you get planted head first in the ground a few times. (laughs) Well, that must. Did you have to like exercise all the time for this? I mean, how did you get fit I was. To I was, you know. So for the most part, with with, uh, so I have cerebral palsy. Um, so for people that don't know what cerebral palsy is, it's um, it's um, it cause it's commonly caused at childbirth. It's where lack of oxygen to the brain doesn't activate portions of the brain. So. The neural networks don't always communicate with the rest of the body, so it affects hand-eye, um, it affects um, hand-eye coordination, speech, dexterity, muscle control, and so for me, um, my whole life I've always been in physical therapy, occupational therapy, and uh, sometimes speech therapy. 
Um, so I, I'm pretty good with, with exercise. Um, I always try to stretch. I'm always trying to, I, I incorporate my therapy in my everyday life. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And, and, I, and I, I think it's so important, um, to always stay on top of it. Cause as soon as you let go, it pushes the gas. And so I, um, I'm always in pretty decent shape. Uh, so when this movie came up, I just had to actually go to a gym and start exercising and build muscle and, and just learn the technique. I think that was the big thing for me is, is learning the techniques of wrestling. Yeah. Oh, wait till you see this movie. I mean, now how do we know? When is, when are we going to know if it is, uh, going to be nominated for an Academy Award? So right now, the way that the, way that the award shows go um, is that you get nominated to be nominated. That, that it follows in all the categories and people are talking about it and the right people are promoting it. So as of right now, um, it is in the the private circuit of the academy's websites where people are viewing, and I think in probably another few weeks, possibly a month, um, we will know if this movie makes it into the Academy Awards. Which I don't know if I'm going to laugh or if I'm going to cry. I, I I haven't decided yet. Well, we're going to clap. That's what we're going to do. We're going to all applaud. I, I do have one question. What can our listeners yes. do? What can our listeners do to help promote this? Um, just go check it out online. Um, it should be, I think it is out on video on demand in some areas. Um, so if you look up Triumph, you can find some places to watch it. Check it out. I mean, just just enjoy the film. Um, we're very proud of it. It's been a labor of love. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in advocacy and, and raising awareness. And I feel that this film has a lot of that. And if you like that type of content, you will love this film. Um, it's very adventurous. It has ups and downs and it has a twist ending. So I, it's not your typical, your typical film. So we're very proud of that. And, but um, but just keep an eye out for it, and um, it will be out shortly. Oh, I can't wait. We can't wait. Listen, everyone, now, we're talking about Triumph. That's the name of the movie. And we're talking to R.J. Mitty, who is the star of this movie, and who you saw uh, as the son on Breaking Bad, Flynn on Breaking Bad. And <laughs> he lives with cerebral palsy. Uh, but most importantly, he's a really good actor who we want to be nominated for an Academy Award. So you all have to go see this. You've got to spread the buzz about it. You've got to put this out on your social media. I mean, we have a movie star with a disability who believes in us because he too has a disability so we've got to get behind this movie it won't be hard though because i saw the trailer and i'll be streaming the movie and it is so good as i recall and you were saying earlier in this movie you're bullied in school is that correct 
That is correct. Well, yeah, high school yeah. students w- with disabilities are terribly bullied. Um, why do you think that is, RJ? Why do you think kids with disabilities are well, bullied? There, yeah, there, there's been studies that shown um, children, um, people with physical disabilities are twice as likely to be bullied in school. And I think the biggest thing that comes down to it uh, really is that people perceive disabilities as an illness and as a weakness. And in society, we've we've catered to that mentality that disability is a weakness and, and it's an illness and we have to cure this or heal them and, and let them get past it and, uh, and instead of embracing it. And I think there's a lot of people who face a lot of challenges who are not disabled. Um, and uh, this is strictly at the bullies that are facing issues at home, facing mental problems and things that they don't understand. And a lot of times, if you see someone that you perceive as weaker than you, you will assert dominance. That's kind of what humanity has always done. It's, 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 we're, we're creatures, we're our species, right? So um, if you look at it from that standpoint, there's a lot of people that, that perceive disability as weakness. So they are like, oh, you're weaker than me. You can't do anything to me. So let me take my aggression out on you. And it turns into more of a combative stage versus a, I'm hurt and I need help. And you know what I'm saying? There's this, mm-hmm. there's this formula. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot of people have that mentality. And that's why I believe creating content and projects that show disability as a positive versus a negative, as knowledge and as power versus an illness or disease. We, we need to learn how to embrace this and, and understand it because it affects all of us. And when it comes to bullying, being able to teach your kids to stand up for what they believe in and stand up for who they are, no matter the consequence. Because sometimes bullying won't ever go away. I mean, I face a bully. I, I literally am dealing with a bully right now, and he's 50 years old. Oh, you know my. what I'm saying? They, they don't, they don't, bullies will always be bullies and they'll always look to repress someone else. And I find, I find, um, if you can stand your ground and you stay true to who you are and stay true to what you believe, it doesn't really, they can't really hurt you. Right. You have to believe in who you are that is so true yeah i don't know what's wrong uh what happens to people that they especially like this person that could still be doing this at the age of 50 shame on you is what i say but um you know uh, here's what i tell uh students with disabilities at the bender leadership academy i tell them what do you do if you don't like a tv show and they'll say well, change the channel. And I said, how do you do that? I get out the remote control. I said, well, that's what you have to do when people say terrible things to yep. you. In your mind, change the station. You don't have time to listen to them. Change the station. Don't listen anymore. Focus on how awesome you are. 
don't listen to them because you know, and I, I, even though you're a movie star now, I'll bet you still remember when you were young when kids bullied you because it sort of stays Bro, with you. I had my hand broken. I I I used to get hardcore bullied, and but the thing about it was is I never backed down, and so. I always got the full brunt of of the punishment, but at the end of the day, I I never let anything affect me. Now, how but do I you never do forgot. That? You never forgot. Wow! If you got your hand broken, I can see why you never forgot. Um, oh, that makes me so mad even hearing that. But uh, R.J., how did you do that? What what gave you the ability? Because sadly, that's not like how it is for everyone. What gave you? that inner strength? What, what was it that gave you the ability that even though these terrible things happened to you, it didn't change the way you felt about yourself? You know, it, it, first of all, a lot of terrible things have to happen before you get to that point. But um, I think what came down to it, at a certain point, I realized that they couldn't really hurt me anymore. Um, and it was like, what do you, as soon as that, as soon as they took, as soon as I was, wasn't hurt by their actions, it really took away their power. Um, and you know, I, I, again, I believe in a thing that can't is a decision. So when people tell me I can't do something or I can't do this, I, I recognize that, but I realize that that's a decision. So when people were telling me I couldn't be something or couldn't do something, I would always push against that, and I'm, I'm a fairly stubborn person. But I find more often than not, when there's people that are isolating you or degrading you or devaluing you, those people don't really have value of themselves. And that, to me, is sad. And and so I, for the most part, pity those people that, that don't have that self-worth or that self-value because... They're, they'll never learn how to be loved. They'll never learn how to love. And they'll just carry that through their whole life of devaluing the people they care about the most. And being able to recognize that takes some maturity. But you have to, over time, be able to be that independent person and to realize that these people aren't people that are really worth your time, energy, or sadness. And... Being sad takes up a lot of energy. Being depressed takes up a lot of energy. And and it will make you say and do things that will hurt the people you love about. And so being able to recognize that and grow from that and utilize it for your advantage and not someone else's is so important. But you have to look into yourself and realize what do you want to achieve? Who do you want to be? And why do you want to be that person? And then being able to grow from there and trying to stay on that path with so many distractions. Well, that is truly great advice. That is great advice. Uh, and it seems like you've had people that uh, helped you from when you were little to, to, feel, to have that I can do it mentality that you have. Uh, is that right? And if so, who were those people? Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's much easier said than done, uh, just just FYI. 
But, um, you know, my grandparents, who are all deceased now, were big influences in my life. Um, one was one all military and business professionals and really taught me a lot um, of what I needed to do and what I could, was capable of doing. And it just took a lot of whoopings and, and trial and error to understand what I needed to do to, to grow. But, um, but my parents and my, my grandparents were very big, um, motivators and my, and my father who really wasn't a big part of my life. He was a big motivator for me when it came to, he was everything I didn't want to be. Um, and so I pretty much did my best not to be him. And I, I think I did a pretty good job. Well, I think that you're a wonderful person. And guess what? You are loved in the disability community. So you did a well, good I, job. I love That's them. For sure. <laughs> well, we love you. That is for sure. Um, hey, how... I want to, I'll come back to this in a minute, but when you were saying that this movie took seven years, was that the big impact being COVID? Sorry, repeat that. The movie, Triumph, it took real long. What was the COVID impact on that? So we actually finished a year before COVID. Um, Oh, thank God. You know, and, and I think our big impact really for us was a positive impact, sadly, when it looks at COVID, you know, because it did have a positive impact on streaming and um, and going into, mm-hmm. like, open source theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when it came to distribution, it was, it was for the most part, um, not a negative impact on our end. And we didn't really have to film during the COVID guidelines. Now, I've, I've shot projects since then, which COVID has made things very difficult. Um, and mostly just people are afraid. Um, and, and that's kind of my, my biggest issue with all of COVID is just the fear um, that everyone now has being over COVID. And um, I'm, I wasn't, I'm not really too worried about it. You know, my, my father did pass away um, of COVID and I've had many friends who are deceased because of it. But at the same time, um, they weren't in the best of health, and um, it was kind of one of those situations that was sad. But um, but we have to grow through it, and especially during something that's happening like this. But I find just being able to push through it, do do what you have to do, and wear your masks, and do the things what the bosses tell you to do, and just keep keep living life, and don't let anything stop you from that so what do you do what i mean i don't even know if you have extra time with all these hollywood and these movies and tv shows but what do you like to do when you do have time to just be rj what do you like to do i'm um i'm more of an outdoors person so i i actually do my best not to work <laughs> i i try not to make money and i try not to work because it only gives me more of a headache um i know that's the contrary of what how people view me um but so i i do my best to lay low um i go camping and i i stay at home i'm kind of a homebody 
Well, what are you going to do if if you win an Academy Award and then you're in all these people want you in all these other movies? Then what? You're going to have to work hard. That's just oh, then be I got work hard. Well, no, that that means I get to pick what I want to do versus <laughs> what I have to do. That's the difference. If I if I end up getting this nomination, I'm going to be able to pick what I want to do versus be like, I really need to pay rent. I'm going to do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get to pick what you want to do. Well, you've got to promise all of us one thing. When you become yes. worldwide Hollywood star after you win an Academy Award, you have to still be on this show. I will be more than happy to come back and, and be a part of this show. You, you can't forget us because we know. I will, how not, I will never. Be. You can't forget us because you are. I am telling you, you are a talented, talented young man. So you're a homebody. What, what, I mean, do you like? Do you go out to restaurants? Do you just stay at home all the time? I stay at st- home. I cook. I, I wait till I see the call, and they and then I have to go fly off to work. <laughs> I um you know I play I play video games. Um I've actually been thinking about doing some like lately with work and everything because of COVID work's been slow. So I've been thinking about doing um um like um a podcast show hosting something on the weekends talking about therapy and stuff of that nature. Um and just at home therapies and, and different stuff. But um but for the most part I um I have two, I have animals, I have my sister and my mother, and um, I actually run a foundation. So I have a, I have a nonprofit that I'm the president of based in Texas that um, takes up quite a bit of my time, and I have a community build project that I'm working on right now. Um, so really when it's, when I'm not doing acting, I'm doing a lot of philanthropy and philanthropic work, um, which really takes up a lot of my time. So by the time I'm wanting to do anything, I'm like, I'm just ready to go to bed. <laughs> Dealing with bureaucracies. Right, uh, I'm like, you know what I love about sorry. you? I love about you that you're what? authentic. You're authentic. You're just authentic. You're the real deal. <laughs> I really love that about you. Um, well, and you've got to stay like that, as I said. I, even if you're in Hollywood stars, you've got to you've got to stay this way because that is what makes you so charming that you are. Um, I, you are. You're very just. Oh, well, we want you. Is, we want I've you been to working. be. It's uh, working. Yes. Well, yep. I don't think I'm going to change. I've been like this my whole life. I've from big shows to small shows, I don't really, um, I haven't really wavered. So this, this is what you get. So. <laughs> well, we love what we get. So what, what is next? What do you, if, even if you win an Academy Award, what, what are you thinking will be next? What, what would well, you pick? I would you know just how you hope, said I'd like to I pick something? I would just something? hope to get nominated. I just hope to get nominated. I don't even want to win. Um, what do you mean For you me, don't want I, to win? Uh, we want you to win. I, I, winning's great and all, but just to get a nomination would be unbelievable. That would be 
that would that would just be on like in in my mind impossible. But I I've seen the impossible happen, so nothing is ever impossible. But um, I think for me, my next project really is is wrapping up the project I've been working on down in Texas. I have two movies um, I'm supposed to start shooting in the next couple of months. Um, if they can get their locations in order. Um, so really just do that. And then um, traveling, I'm, I want to do some camping. I have a school bus that I've been working on. Um, so I really want to try to finish building my bus. Okay, why are you doing um, that? Just out of curiosity. Uh-huh. What, why are you doing that? What made you want to do that? Uh, so I have moved every year for 20 years, sometimes twice a year. And oh, my. The way, that, the way that I got this bus was I was tired of renting a U-Haul. So every time I go rent a U-Haul, it's a couple thousand dollars. Because I'm, I, I, I'm never moving close by. It's always a cross country or something of that, of that nature. And so I, um, instead of renting a U-Haul, I bought a Craigslist bus. And I moved all our stuff from L.A. to where we are now. And um, I, um, I, I snowboard, I fish, I camp, I do other things. So I wanted to like build it out and make it like a lounge, and be able to drive it to to the beach and to places that I like to go and have like a little lounge area. And so I've had this bus for like three, four years now, and um, my tires just got flat. One of my tires got slashed. Oh so no! I have to, I have to fix it. Um, and so while I'm fixing my tire that was slashed, I have to now fix. In my mind, I have to start doing more work to it so people don't um, abuse the bus. That's terrible. That is terrible. So, and, but I love that idea that about the lounge inside. It's sort of like a. Like a like a new type of RV. We've got a bus that has yeah. a, a lounge, and that See, makes it I, I don't want a toilet. I don't want a sink. I don't want people crapping on my bus. <laughs> I <laughs> I, uh, I just I just want to be able to take it places and like like if so. I like snowboarding. I like skiing. Right. So, but I always have an apartment with people. But what if you could have it parked in the parking lot and, like, you have a place to rest for a little bit, and then you go back to it, and then you go to your house? Right? Well, it sounds well, nice. Yeah, but see, here's what's going to happen that you won't be able to do that. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to become so famous that you're going to have all these paparazzi around you, and you'll have to keep them away from your bus. That's, that's no, they won't know. I, well, the bus is on the DL. No one's going to find me. <laughs> I, I'm actually very hard to find, believe it or not. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sly. You're sly. Well, what about when people <laughs> want your autograph and photos and all of that? Then what are you going to do about that? I still a little sly. I get, I, I'll, I'll send them, but, uh, but you got to catch me. 
It sounds like you're hard you to catch. You ever see the movie Catch Me As... Oh, I'm very hard to catch. You ever see the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Is that you? That's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. You turn your head, I'm in a whole other state. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're a movie star. Movie stars have people that are going to come around you and want their flash pictures, get your autograph. That is what's going to happen to you. You're not going to be able to stop oh. that. You're going to, I mean, that just goes with it. And why do you have to, it goes wait, with you have it. to go? Well, why do you have to go around the world? Because we got these people listening all around the world. Oh, from China I to have Saudi actually. I, well, so I used to do, um, and I did a lot of work with um, with Equal Opportunity Employment. And so I went to Ger- Germany and Russia and the UK, all focusing on disability employment. That's actually how I believe we met one time um, years ago. Yeah, yeah, because I did work with the EEOC, and you did yeah, work. Yeah, so you I've, did, I've done work with work them in with the past the, too. You that one? Uh, oh, who did that? Was it the Department of Labor? There was that video campaign. Yes. About I I work or I you know you were in that also. Yes. So I did. I worked with the Department of Labor on a couple of different fronts. One with the the I can I don't remember what it was called, but it was like yeah. the I can work. Or, yeah, that's and then, it. Um, yeah. And then I did um, um, a few social exchange programs, and then um, I did the um, the real economic um, impact tour <coughs> with the um, with the Department of um, Labor. Oh, that's awesome. And um, a few other, a few other different causes, but um, but I don't mind fans. I don't mind all that stuff. I'm still hard to find. You won't. I I grow a beard. Um, <laughs> when I'm not working. So people don't so recognize. You. I, I look like a completely different person. No kidding. Wow. Now I, I shave my face. I look like I'm 18 again. Yeah, you are very young looking, I must tell you. Very young looking. I want to tell you something that will make you smile. I have this Bender Leadership Academy where I train uh, people with dis- students with disabilities about the world of work and leadership and believing in themselves. And, and sometimes I show that I want to work that video. Sometimes I show that. And then when it's done, I say, I'll bet there's one person that you knew in that video, and all the hands go up and they say, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, they know you. They That's all so know awesome. who you are. They all know who you are. And you know, um, like one of my employees, Lee Hassinger, is my PR man, okay. and he also lives with cerebral palsy, and he's worked at my company, Bender Consulting Services, for over 20 years, and he was so thrilled you were going to be on this show, because you give hope to people that have been marginalized or left out. He hasn't, because he works at our company, has been very successful, but even when he first, when we first hired him, 
And he walked out in front of his house with a business suit on. Now, this is way back. This is like 1996 he, or 97. He said that people wanted to know, well, why was he wearing that? Because they couldn't fathom that he had a job. Now, as you said, yeah. things have got better. But still, even today, people with disabilities have double the unemployment rate of people without disabilities. And, and, you know, people with disabilities have great talent and have so much to offer. Um, and I can't understand why people don't understand there's this untapped labor pool of great people of able to work it is hard to understand isn't that hard for you to understand yeah it's you know it's it's actually very upsetting to me um when it comes to the lack of willingness to to hire people and this isn't just um people with disabilities across when it comes to businesses and and entities that are looking for employees but choose not to because we get are given incentives not to hire people. Companies are definitely are given uh-huh. breaks and incentives not to put people in employment. Not not just specifically for people with disabilities, but across the board. And, and I've seen a big growth of that with COVID, where people are losing their jobs because of risk of COVID. But people want to work. And it, it's disheartening and disgusting to me to see so many counter incentives to employ people versus people that really want the work and want the job and not just want the cookie cutter job that the, the peanut job, right? Like an actual well-rounded life altering position and that they deserve. There's so many great employees out there. There's so many great employers out there. But we have so many incentives not to actually do, to live our lives. And it's so disheartening. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really is. It is very disheartening. But we're going to change it because we're, we have that uh, mantra that you have, which is can't is a decision. And we don't accept that. We are we are able to work. We can work. And in 1999, RJ, when I received the president's award at the White House from President Clinton, I had just a very small company at that time. And of course, what I do is find employment for people with disabilities in competitive areas. That's why our motto is competitive yeah. jobs mean freedom. And that was in IT. So we place people like in IT finance, accounting, mathematics, uh, uh, mathematicians. But why I received that award is because we were focusing only on competitive employment versus you have to be a stock boy. You have to be a janitor. You have yeah. to, you know, one of the, there's hey. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, there's a great job for everyone. It's just that not everyone should be in one thing. So, like, if you're a child, yeah, I agree. You can have the dream of RJ Mini that you're going to be a movie star, and I'll bet hundred percent. Yeah, when you were little and those kids were bullying you, look what happened. You're a movie star. It's funny. It's it's funny now to look at where my life was to where my life is now and and, you know this is my biggest thing is anyone has the right to do what I do today everyone has the ability inside them to do 
Will it be the same for them as it was for me? No, but that's not every path. No, no two people can walk the same path. And so I find if you have a dream and you want to achieve a goal, go at it head first and never look back. Mm, so true. That is so true. Uh, well, RJ, before we end the show today, I tell my uh, students, the young people, I'll say, I'm Joyce Bender. I'm the CEO. I live with epilepsy, not ashamed. So can you can you give a little message out to them similar so that they can hear you. you say it? Okay. I got you covered. Well, I'm R.J. Mitty, and I live with cerebral palsy, and I'm not ashamed. And neither should any of you. As he said, don't let anyone stop you, but I've got to end with saying, go see Triumph. You have to go see Triumph, because we know we're never going to see him, because we can't find him, because he hides everywhere. We can't Uh, find him, so we've got to see him in a movie theater. You just got to keep your eyes. Keep your eyes open. I, I'm always around and never around at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll be looking for that bus with a person with a beard. And now when, every time I'll see someone, I'll say, I wonder if that's RJ. He's hiding. Oh, if you, if you see a teal and pink bus, that's me. <laughs> well... I want to see you win an Academy Award. That's what I want. And I, and you know Thank what? You. you wait. If I see you out there with all these girls screaming and wanting to meet you, I'm going to stand back there and say, I told you so. Can't yeah. hide. Can't get to that bus. <laughs> Too Trouble. famous. Trouble. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, RJ, RJ, you are just dynamic. And you are also a great international disability rights advocate that's what you are you're a champion you are a champion and i i want to thank you so much for being with us today i know that gave uh that's that's just a message of hope to all these young kids with disabilities so we're rooting for you and we're going to all go see triumph well, thank you so much. It's a great honor to be a part of this show, and thank you for all the what y'all do and what you do with your work. And it's again, I'll we'll see what happens. But thank you so much. You're welcome. And we end every show with a quote, and today it's this: "Can't is a decision that I don't accept." Said. R.J. Mitty. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.